0: Welcome to the Love on the Go podcast, brought to you by Carolina's Matchmaker. I'm Lori Berzak, and for over 17 years, I've been helping singles find the relationship of their dreams all over the Carolinas. Along the journey, I've met so many amazing professionals and experts from various fields, and I'm excited to introduce them to you. What's my goal? I want to help you look at love and relationships in a new way, and to grow in your understanding of how love works. Let's learn together how people have overcome personal obstacles and have found love, first and foremost, with themselves. The ultimate goal is realizing that you are worthy and deserving of love. Let's get started. Well, today we have May Bugenhagen, who is a dear friend and matchmaker colleague of mine. Um, on Love on the Go. And she actually has a very, very um, similar business model to me. And that's why I thought it would be really intriguing to have the two of us just chatting. And she owns two Asian matchmakers and she's been working in the industry since 2009. Welcome, May. Thank you. Glad to be here, Lori. Yeah. Well, what's different about your, your business model is you work with successful and accomplished men in the U.S. finding an Asian partner in the U S and Asia. So we, and we've collaborated a little bit through the years, um, but that's different. That's a very unique niche. And so I thought that could be a cool way to start is, you know, how did you get involved with your business and what intrigued you about working specifically with the Asian population?
1: Well, just because, A, I'm Asian and uh, my business partner at the time when we started this, uh, she's also Asian. So mm-hmm. for whatever reason, just men started coming to us and okay. say, hey, I want to date an Asian woman. And we're like, OK. And then more people came, more and more men wanted to date Asian women. So we thought, well, this is a fun niche. So that's yeah. how it started. And um, it's been great. I the men are the paying clients. Mm -hmm. women join my database for free. So the women are in my Rolodex and they get dates and, you know, I still vet them and interview them and make sure Sure. they qualify and all that. But yeah, it's, it's definitely unique. So.
0: So men who are Asian, as well as men of all ethnicities hire you to date specifically Asian women.
1: Correct. But a lot of the Asian men or Caucasian men who come to me, they also date Caucasian women sometimes but their preference is Asian women so I still enlist the help of you know 300 and something other matchmakers all across the. US kind of like what you do yes and uh, ask them for help for Asian women and Caucasian women or Latina so yeah those are my three popular
0: preferences of the men. So what what is it about Asian women that men are so intrigued by do you think?
1: Well, they sometimes think they're going to get submissive women, which is not true because I am anything but submissive. (laughs) And um, a lot of times the men come to us because they like how the women are caring, kind, uh, family oriented, Mm a little bit more polite, probably like they think than the average um, Caucasian. American women or okay. the men have been to Asia before mm-hmm. for work or for the mm-hmm. military and they just love the culture, the food, mm-hmm. the traditions. But um, but a lot of it is very similar to the Jewish culture, value yeah. education, success, mm-hmm. family oriented. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of my uh, Caucasian women love Jewish men like that's a very sought after uh, preference of
0: theirs. Interesting. Interesting. Well, um, so you're based in Denver, correct? I'm based in near Colorado
1: Springs and LA. I'm physically in Colorado, but my business is out of LA and all across the US, the men. Yeah. Nowadays
0: we can do everything obviously virtually, so it's not an issue. And then you talk to matchmakers and collaborate with matchmakers from all over, like you said, to make those introductions happen. Okay. Yes. Yes. Wonderful. And how many people do you work with at a time generally?
1: Oh, very small, actually, Mm -hmm. eight to 12 men at a time. So they get very uh, personalized service, Mm kind of like you, where Mm -hmm. you don't take a whole bunch of people and you don't know the names of your clients. That's right. Um, I have them on my cell phone. They contact me directly. But women, I have a huge database of women. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, the men only eight to 12 guys at a time. That's all I want to take on at a time and handle and do a good job with. So,
0: yeah, that's exactly my model. Yeah. You and I are very, very similar. Um, And so what, what do you think is kind of like your greatest strength as a matchmaker?
1: My greatest strength is to talk to the men Mm -hmm. and kind of guide them because they have all these preconceived notions of who they want, but then Mm -hmm. I start asking them questions and they're like, oh, I never thought about that. Oh, I never (laughs) thought about that. For example, um, a guy might say, well, I want a woman who um, looks young and um, I want her to be like in her 30s, but I don't want kids. I'm like, well, have you thought about the women who are in their 30s still want to have kids? Mm -hmm. So that might be a tough one for you. Have you thought about that? No, I Mm -hmm. haven't thought about that. Or they say like, I want to date a woman in their 30s, but their kids can be grown up. I'm like, they Mm -hmm. are not grown up if they're only in their thirties, like, have you done the math? You know? So right. A lot of times it's like these aha moments for them that they're Mm -hmm. like, Oh, okay, good. No wonder I'm hiring you. So you could do the thinking
0: for me. So Mm
1: -hmm. yeah, it's just things like that.
0: Right. And then what about the disconnect where you said earlier that some men think that Asian women are submissive. Do you need to have that conversation? Oh yes, Up front, Like, listen, like, right. why are you wanting to hire me? Right. For this particular population? Like, what do you think you're going to be getting? Right.
1: Well, then I have to ask him more questions like, okay, are you looking for someone who maybe likes to cook, likes to clean, doesn't mind being a housewife? Like those are right. her goals. Right. And that's very mm-hmm. fine if that's the case, but I guess mm-hmm. it doesn't really mean submissive. He just means traditional and that he okay. can bring the you know, bring the money in and, you know, bread the, be the breadwinner. So mm-hmm. a lot of times it's just helping them dissect who they're looking for um, in different terms.
0: So so would you say that the majority of the women in your database are, like, what percentage do you think want to kind of be at home doing this kind of traditional homemaker thing versus career women?
1: Probably a good 30%, I would say, would not mind being a stay-at-home mom, does not mind not working, does Mm -hmm. not mind having a part-time job, does not mind um, just being a loving mother Mm -hmm. slash wife. So Mm -hmm. a lot of that, they see their parents were like that. You know, the dad brought the money in, the mom Mm -hmm. stayed at home, raised the kids, and I think a lot of women want that, or at least um, the Asian women that I come in contact with. So um, they're not embarrassed to say, no, I want that. I want the guy to make more money. I want mm-hmm. the guy to uh, support me and mm-hmm. financially um, mm-hmm. and emotionally. So, so yeah, it's um, it's a good percentage, good percentage for sure.
0: Interesting. Um, awesome. I, it's interesting. Cause I think I don't think that the majority of the women that are coming to me that are in my database want to be a stay-at-home mom or homemaker. It may, it may be that they're interested in their, in their spouses making a bigger income. So there isn't so much yeah. stress on the both right. of them, but I don't, I I think that is, that is the difference between our populations for sure.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, Very good. What about like kind of the whole mystique about, you know, dating an Asian woman, exotic and like, you know, tantalizing and sexy and that kind of thing. Do you think that men are coming to you kind of with that agenda in mind?
1: Um, I do. I think the Asian women who come to me, who still have the long silky hair, Mm -hmm. the slender body, the Asian features, and Mm -hmm. they're not dyeing their hair blonde. They're not Mm -hmm. trying to be uh, goth looking. Mm -hmm. They want the traditional Asian women that they see in ads, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's why they're coming to me is Mm -hmm. there is a certain stereotype that they're looking for. Mm -hmm. Um, As much as we don't want to admit that it's true, right? The Mm -hmm. men still have certain expectations. Mm -hmm. So the women are, are, they get more matches if they do look like that or mm. act like that, or, you know, they're, they embrace their tradition, their Asian traditions mm. and values and guys appreciate that. So, um, the women who might still live at home, you know, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of the younger Asian women still live with their parents. Even some of the men in my database still live with the parents, uh, after they okay from college it's mm-hmm. very common it's very um it's very accepted so mm-hmm. that's not a big deal um but yeah the men who come to me are still looking for the traditional asian woman but i have asian women who came from asia born in asia mm-hmm. and born here who are americanized mm-hmm. no accents you know so mm-hmm. they also have to specify what are they okay with? Because if you just say Asian women, it's like, okay, I have 20 more follow-up questions. Like right, Asia from what country, you know? Yeah. At what age is it okay that she came over? What if she's has a strong accent? Mm-hmm. Are you open to Asian women overseas? Are you open to mm-hmm. Asian women who still live at home with their parents? Like mm-hmm. all those different things um, come into play. I remember one time I talked to a matchmaker and I go, well, what kind of Asian is she? What country? Or like, what kind of Asia, Asian is she? And the matchmaker goes, she's Asian Asian. I don't know what country <laughs> she's from. I'm like, wait, what? Like, what country and like, what dialect does she speak? You know, there's like mm-hmm. 20, 30, 40, 50 dialects just in Chinese alone, you know? So those things matter um, to my clients. Yeah. So they're more specific.
0: So it's yeah. so interesting. So when a very traditional Asian woman comes in with the long hair and perhaps lives at home, are you like, all right, you know, yeah, this is what yeah, we're, sure. we've been looking for her, right? <laughs> Since it's like, like right. the preferred Asian.
1: And um, the Asian men who come to me don't mm. mind the Asian women still living at home because sometimes the Asian men are still living at home versus yeah. a regular American guy right now, you know, it, it doesn't sound good. If he says he lives at home, you know, like exactly. it's just different. So yeah, a lot of different factors.
0: It's so that's intriguing and interesting to me because you're right. If you hear now a guy is living at home, you're like, well, what's, what's right. going on there? Is he, why can't he like, get out of the nest? And is there something wrong with him? Does he not have a job? Mm-hmm. And I mean, and then in Europe and obviously Asia, People live in the family home until they get married, period. Right. Right. And then also, it kind of to me also sort of symbolizes, you know, a little bit of innocence. Whether that's true or not, you know, it's kind of like, you know, you're still like in the nest. Maybe it's you know, perhaps maybe the guy isn't as much of a player because he can't bring women home to the, right. to the home, the homestead. It's like, yeah, meet my parents. But it kind of reminds me a little bit like high school, you know, when a guy used to come pick you up at at the door, you had to meet the parents. And There's something wonderful, I think, about a family meeting your beau from the very beginning. It's like, how do you stand up to the parents? You know, you shake the the father's hand. You know, I'm sure there's so much of that going on. And it makes it more serious, too. You know, Mm -hmm. if you're really going on a date, you go and pick somebody up, right? So that is it. So, but but for, for your purposes, they're probably not going to the home for the first date, or are they? When you make an introduction, um, no. or are they meeting at the restaurant?
1: They're meeting yeah. at the restaurant. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We make a
0: meet in the middle. And yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> they don't have to go knock on the door. No. Hello, sir. It's nice to well, meet you. Do you? I'm here to pick you, up your daughter.
1: Do you set up the place and location mm-hmm. and time for them like we do? Yeah. Like yeah. we concierge the date and totally. Pick we the, the date.
0: Oh, but wait, listen to this one, May. So. A couple of years ago, I stopped allowing people to know even the first name of the person that they're meeting. And I'll tell you why. They're them. Because they're Googling them. Oh, except that they can also Google them with even a first initial. People yeah. drive me crazy. They're yeah. insane. They're like, I'm going to figure this person out. So um, so it happened. But And so we give as little information as possible. I just usually talk about their you know, how they think about the world and, you know, their, like, you know, their core values and what industry they're in. But I have stopped telling them first name, where they went to college or grad school, you know, where they work. Well, I never really told people where they work, but people would figure it out by played basketball at Villanova. Um, he's, uh, his name is John. And, you know, he's your age. People be like, I know who it is. And then sometimes they can come back to me and be like, yeah, I'm just not attracted to that person. I figured out they were on Instagram and I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. I've done all this work. We have set up the date and everything. Now you're telling me, I want you to meet them. So I just, I I took it away and I was like, listen, you hired me for a reason, right? You need to trust me. And this introduction is happening and that's it. And so I say, please don't try to Google. And you know, sometimes they do, I guess probably, and they don't tell me, but it's okay. (laughs) it's all right. I, you know, so we did take that away from them. Has that ever happened to you? Uh,
1: Not very often, actually. I do. I do give them their first name. If it's a unique first name, I try Mm -hmm. to misspell their first name. So that's funny. Find them. Okay. Um, But yeah, I, I, the schools, a lot of times people are so proud of where they went to school yeah, and they want to tell their potential match all these Great things about them, so they want to tell them. I work for Google. I went to school here, and so a lot of times they get, you know, they like to kind of brag on their own, right? Yeah, it's a, it hasn't happened a lot to me, so I'm not, um, I'm not at, you know, what you're doing
0: yet. So yeah, well, it it started happening a lot, like during a short period of time, and then I'm like, I'm done. Um, That's it. No more. (laughs) The privilege has been taken away from you. You're being punished, and everybody in the future. But it's not really. And people are. I sometimes I feel like with these introductions, I don't know if you feel this way, May. It's almost like less is more. It's like they want to to do the discovery on the date. Like they're intrigued about like sort of peeling back the onion. So I just give sort of just a brief overview, and I tell them they're wonderful, and I can't wait for them to meet them. And then they go on the date, and we like you said, concierge the whole thing. And we, um, we actually use my date coordinators, coordinator's name as the name that they need to ask for at the hostess stand they need okay. at the table. Sometimes they'll go on an activity date and we find out what they're going to wear in advance. I've yeah. done that a bunch too. And then after the date, they have to fill out a date survey and then we set up a phone call. Is that what you do also?
1: I do both, yes. Yeah. Uh, sometimes they just call me directly. Sometimes they text me right after the date. Yep. Um. Yep. Sometimes I text them if they... Don't answer their phones. Uh, mm-hmm. I email them. Yeah. So, yeah. Perfect. All that. Yeah. Um, I'm not as strict with the phone numbers, though. Like when I set up the date a week in mm-hmm. advance or so, I just yeah. exchange phone numbers and I tell okay. them, hey, call each other the day before to confirm or to say hi, but keep the conversations 15 oh, minutes.
0: Oh, wow. yeah. That's interesting. And do you find that sometimes they just say, nah, I'm not really interested?
1: Not often, not, not often. often. Okay. Um, okay. My problem, my problem is um, is more that the women expects the men to contact them to confirm. So the day of the date, they don't hear from the guys in the morning. so then the women's like, well, if he doesn't contact me soon, then I'm making other plans. And yeah. I'm like, wait, I set this up like two oh weeks in God. advance or a week right. in advance. Do not cancel because you just want to find reasons to, say no like i just feel like sometimes women just find reasons to cancel i'm like this is why you're single because you're not giving people a chance like
0: yes so that frustrates me but yeah yeah exactly but that's
1: where i'm the middleman
0: yeah uh uh-huh uh-huh yep (laughs) and um you know with all the work that it takes that we put into these introductions. I have, I just want to strip away any opportunity that anyone could have to not actually meet in person. Right, right. So that's why in my 16 years of doing this, I've, I feel like I've got it down to like a fine tooth comb kind of process. So it works for me. So I'll tell you, I'm really excited. I had like tens across the board for, for uh, a date survey that came back, uh, la- they went out last night. And first thing in the morning, I got from both of them, literally tens, tens. And then we talked to them on the phone, each of them. And they were both so excited. Like the one woman said that she just called her sister and said, it is the best date that she's ever been on. Awesome. And he said, he mirrored everything that she said. So this is so great. Um, I was beyond thrilled. And we've introduced him to like five different, five different women so far. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So this was. I think this is actually, I think she was his his fifth date. And he gave each one of them a shot. Like, really. He went on multiple dates with multiple women, but it just always came back to the same thing. He was like, Laurie, I'm just not feeling that gut feeling like she's the one. And I'm like, then let's stop. Now we don't have to do people pleasing with dating. Right. And he said, I have like this tendency sometimes, you know, to go out with somebody longer than I should and not cut it off soon enough. And I'm like, listen, yeah, don't worry about that. Like you're going to know it. And then when he gave that feedback, I was like, yep, there you go. There oh, it is. Let's see.
1: What's his story? What's his back? He's
0: like, he's like 34 and she's 32, which I appreciate Cause sometimes I'm sure it's with you too. It's like, we'll hear a guy say, yeah, I want to date somebody like much younger, like eight yeah. years younger, okay. 10 years younger, normally men and they're thirties, um, in their early thirties, don't always say that, but in their later thirties, they will say they want to go eight to 10 years younger. It's challenging sometimes, very challenging sometimes, but, um, he's, he's a great guy, um, you know, works for the family business, um, handsome, uh, tall, like, kind of chiseled features like he's kind of like a JFK look which I don't know if you've heard this from people before it's kind of like well why would somebody like that hire you it's like why would it they hire me right. <laughs> you know what I mean? right. like he's he's like a total like the complete package yeah and sometimes the complete package can be harder to match up than somebody who's not quite the complete package right. whatever that means right the right. complete package whatever <laughs> but uh yeah so he's handsome well-educated successful fit um, very sociable, just a good guy, you know, it's just a nice guy. Um, and, you know, he's uh, of course, you know, looking for someone that he's very attracted to and somebody who he said he wanted somebody who's fun. He wanted somebody who had like a lively personality and could kind of go with the flow and, um, you know, that, uh, didn't, you know, wasn't too structured and, um, So it took us a minute to like figure it out. And then we, and then we found her and it was interesting because when she first came in, I was like, oh yeah, there she is. She's great. And we contacted her. She's like, I just started dating somebody. I'm like, well, wait a minute. You just filled out the application. What is going on here? But you know how people are. It's like, they throw in an application then all of a sudden they're on a second date with somebody and they're like, well, maybe, you know, I need to not pursue this right now. Right. So, um so she then she came back to us she's like by the way i'm back on the market and i was like well then we need to make this match happen because he would just been out with someone else and it didn't work out um and then he um he was pretty open about kind of what he was looking for like he wasn't i really like him because he's not that guy that's like i want a unicorn i want a 10 out of a 10 like he's never said that before um he would even be open to reload oh and it was a charlotte um winston match winston salem charlotte so it's like an hour and 15 minutes away which goes to saying like don't just be open to dating in your backyard like sometimes travel the distance she's open to relocation so is he so who knows if it works out yeah crossing my fingers um one of them will relocate that's all and um yeah his family's in charlotte so i'm excited about it um like i just have a really good feeling um around all of it and You know, um, I have another client who's like so happy right now. And every time I talk to her, she's like, Lori, I never would have met him if it wasn't for you. And she hired me for my online dating coaching program, um, where I manage them completely online and they have to be involved as well. It's like a real partnership with online um dating. And um, she met a great guy. Again, she lives in Raleigh and he lives in Charlotte. So you do a lot of the long distance ones too. And Mm -hmm. um it was a complete in her second week of the program. So I was like, yes. yes. She, <laughs> every time I talked to her, she's like, I could have done this out. you. could could have done this out." you. And it's just like, it feels so good as a matchmaker. Yes. I mean, I know you and I right. both know that it's can be the most challenging job in the world, right?
1: right. <laughs> it is definitely challenging. Um, but it's also a fun job. It, I mean, matchmaking is not for everybody. I know it sounds like a sexy job and everyone that I talk to likes to talk to me about it or Uh if you have a networking function, people Uh wanna talk to you about it, but it is a lot of hard work and Uh you really have to have thick skin and and be a go-getter. You can't, I I don't understand how someone can do this on the side Uh -uh. and have another job. I'm like, no way, like Uh I would not be successful at this if I wasn't a hundred percent in, I just mm-hmm. feel like that makes a difference. I mean, mm-hmm. the matchmakers that we talk to, I feel like the ones who are truly successful mm-hmm. are the ones who this is their full-time job and they're a hundred percent paycheck. They're not relying on something else to carry them. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, yeah. Matchmaking is tough, man. I mean, but I, I love it. I mean, you've been doing this 16 years, you said, yeah. right.
0: Mm-hmm. I've been
1: doing this, since '09, so 13 mm-hmm. years mm-hmm. um this mm-hmm. is the longest job i've ever had mm-hmm. like, out of all my other careers and things like that so very fortunate to um be able to do this and uh, oh i didn't know if i told you but i'm uh also uh training asian matchmakers um as a group. so i want to I don't know. Start a Asia matchmaking institute, if you will. But I love that. The thing is, it's to really create Asia matchmakers mm-hmm. to build my uh, circle of Asia mm-hmm. matchmakers, so we help each other out and make it easier to match our clients. Um, so I'm in the midst of training one right now, and she's great. I've already referred a couple uh, clients to her that she's okay. taken over, and it's just a different different uh, way of doing more business, I guess, after 13 years, kind of pivoting into something new, but it's just going to be better for my clients to have me have more pockets of Asian matchmakers throughout the US. So I think that's going to help tremendously. So yeah, I'm looking forward to
0: developing more Asian matchmakers that way. I think that's brilliant. Good for you. That's so incredible. And May, do you feel comfortable? Well, I want to talk about um, your, your husband Uh and your kind of your love journey. Yeah. Yeah. Because you got married kind of recently. Is that a second marriage or first marriage? Tell us a little bit about your love story.
1: Okay. It's my first marriage. I'm a total late bloomer Um, with dating. Okay. Going back to Asian parents, right? Yes. They expect you to get good grades, go to a good college go to a good college and all of a sudden you have a job and then my parents are like oh where are my grandkids but it's like <laughs> hello mom and dad you you didn't allow me to wear makeup you didn't allow me to date how am I supposed to magically behind your back pop up these grandkids for you so, that's kind of what happened to me is like I didn't have any dating experience you know even through college I didn't really date I was you know virgin until I was I don't know 18, 19. I mean, I don't know if that sounds old, but yeah, a lot of my friends were having sex when they were 16. Right. Mm. So, um, so yeah, it was a total late bloomer. And I met my husband speaking of long distance. We dated Mm. long distance. I was in LA. He was in Colorado for a year. And then we dated long distance when we're in new Orleans. I was in new Orleans. He was in LA. Okay. So, and he's 10 years younger than me. Oh
0: my gosh! Yeah. I do not know that.
1: No one knows. That, that is no one knows
0: that. Well, now everybody knows.
1: <laughs> right. That's the thing. It's like okay, Asian women, we all look younger than we are, and you know, I met him when he was uh, twenty-six and I was thirty-six. Okay. So we both worked at Enterprise, rent a car. I was his boss's 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 boss. So huh. I was way up in the company. And he was like a brand new management trainee, but we didn't start dating until we both quit the company and we okay. reunited uh, outside of enterprise. So that's kind of how we met. And we dated for 10 years, Lori, 10 what? years. Wow. Then we moved together from LA to Colorado, which is where his parents are from, where he grew up. Right. But then we moved here and okay. then we got married uh, in 2017. So we've been together for 15 years, but we've been married only five. So I was a total late bloomer. And I believe that women can find love if they just don't put all these parameters, you know, like they have to be this age. He has to make this amount of money. Like Mm -hmm. I was always the breadwinner in our relationship. Like I made much more than he did, but now Uh he's making a lot more than I did, you know? So great. It just doesn't matter. Like, I feel like all these type a women out there are like, I'm looking for a guy that makes as much money as me. And he has to be this, this, and this it's like, who cares about any of that? Like, yeah. and I never thought I would date a smoker or marry a smoker, but he's okay. a smoker. You know, I do, yeah. I don't like it, but yeah, I mean, it doesn't break our relationship.
0: So that's so, interesting. Yeah, I'm a total yeah. Cause that's developer. like everybody's deal breaker is a smoking. Oh yeah. Every, yeah. Everybody's.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't even have any smokers in my database, but you know, yeah. it's like, it just happens. Like you just never know. Um, yeah. and when I was 36, I got together with him. I thought I'm not really, I don't really care to have kids. And he's like mm-hmm. me either. So okay. we both decided that we didn't want kids. Um, mm-hmm. because if I wanted kids, I wanted, I probably would have them on my own, you know, cause mm-hmm. I always tell the women who come to me, it's like, if you're 33, yeah. you're going to 34, approaching 35, like you better mm-hmm. stop being picky. Like you shouldn't even be picky on height. Cause if you want kids, you better just buckle down and find someone who has a good heart, who's That's kind, right. who's generous. Mm-hmm. Like no one has ever said, oh, my husband is amazing. Great father, great husband, because he's tall. <laughs> no one has ever said that. Like, I just want to strangle the women who say, yes. I need a tall guy, whatever. Yeah. I'm five, six. I dated a guy that was five, six. Who cares?
0: You I know. I am a hundred percent on board with you. When, yeah. Meanwhile, we both have tall husbands, which is it's kind of hilarious. But yeah, But, but I would have, But that I like, I didn't yeah, care. It doesn't matter dating. to me. Yeah. yeah, when I was dating I different people, shortcuts. I dated a, a guy my height. I yeah, it's cool, right? Yeah, like why not? Who cares? I know people are women because I say in in my um, in the profile, people have to fill out. You know what is you know your physical type, and like nine out of ten times, women are like, I like them tall, and it's just like, really, who cares? Yeah. I'm about to talk to a guy who's five eight, and he's adorable. I'm um, hoping that he hires me and I'm thinking, I mean, I could totally set him up. I'm going to find open women. They're okay with five, eight. I mean, my, my own dad is, I mean, gosh, he's a short man. Like I want to say he's like five, six or something. Yeah. Best father in the world. Best. Yeah. So, um, I, uh, I totally agree with you. Um, that's funny. So, you so you got married later now did you do a lot of dating in between like was he kind of your first real boyfriend or did you have a couple boyfriends no
1: I had I had a actually a few boyfriends I mean I dated a an Indian guy for three and a half years and I don't even find Indian men attractive like that's just me I know a lot of women do find Indian men attractive but Mm -hmm. I don't but because I knew him Mm -hmm. And I liked his personality and he was Mm -hmm. funny. I, yeah, just fell in love that way, you know, and dated a Caucasian guy, Mm -hmm. uh, dated another Asian guy. So I was pretty open, but yeah, the men weren't particularly tall. They were just good people, you know, like educated, fun. Right. And then you married
0: a Caucasian man.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: How did your parents react to that? Were they okay with it or were they kind of disappointed that you didn't marry an Asian man or were they just happy that you settled down finally kind of feeling?
1: Well, my parents don't really speak English, Mm -hmm. so they really had no say. Just kidding. No, they they don't really, they speak okay English, like conversational Mm -hmm. English, like hello, Mm -hmm. eat this, you know, how are you? Like, right very basic so they they liked phil um Mm -hmm. my husband so Mm -hmm. they treat him really nice and Mm -hmm. kind of weird because my husband can't really communicate with them i mean i didn't ask but yeah my mom he can't really communicate with my mom but when you're in the same room with somebody you can still express that kind of love and affection like you your arm around her and like Mm. he you know just as friendly to her and smiles and you know that's really all that matters but you know yeah
0: they feel the love no matter what (laughs) exactly okay yeah that's that's great (laughs) I I love your story
1: one thing I wanted to ask you you know how um you know how you said about the men and women you don't put Mm -hmm. their names on their profiles and things like that Mm -hmm. and I know some matchmakers don't put the age of the women on the profile if the men you know Just look at our photo and say yes or no. Do you always put the height of the men on your profiles or you don't include that?
0: Yeah, I include height and age. Okay. Right. Yeah. Me too. Me Uh too. But But I was thinking sometimes I don't even send the profile. Sometimes I just talk about it. Yeah. Because sometimes people pick apart the profile too, or they get so excited about meeting somebody that they like hype it up too much. And then that's a disaster right they like fall in love it's like you haven't met them yet (laughs) calm down yes yeah that's always something yeah we have a
1: tough job man yeah we do well you know it's
0: not I know and I talked about this on another one of my podcasts but this job is not just about the matchmaking it's about everything else too you know from coaching to um, all the business side of it, social media, um, and all that content that needs to happen sales. Um, you know, you need to be a good writer. You need to be a generalist with, with everything, you know, you need to, um, be creative, uh, you know, manage the website, manage all the behind the scenes stuff. And then if you've got staff managing them, delegation, like everything, there's so much to being a matchmaker. It's not just about setting people up. Right. Um, otherwise, everybody would give it a shot. But um, and, you know, you know, getting on TV and podcasts and everything that we do to keep spreading the word and also just tr- continually trying to like think out of the box. Right. So, right. Um, you know, and that's honestly, means I mean, skill set that you can really do with with most jobs. But then you also need to be intuitive and right. thoughtful and a good communicator and know how to listen.
1: <laughs> what are your strengths? You asked me what my strengths are. What are your strengths?
0: everything I just said, <laughs> although, I mean, it's true. Although, right. um, my social media, I need to, I need to amp that up more. Like I want to get like super creative. So I'm, I'm working on it, you know, yeah. I'm working on it. Um, but like, there's a part of me that doesn't really want to share like my whole life with the world. Like I want to, like, I need to keep some of it to myself. Like, I don't, I don't want to talk about my kids, yeah. um, on social media. I'll like, somebody graduates from college or grad school, you know, you're, you're going to see that photo, but I'm, I want to keep a private life. Um, but I also want to share like who I am. So it's kind of like a fine line. So that's one area I need to improve upon, but I mean, everything else, I think I'm really good at, you know, I mean, there's a reason I'm doing this and there's a reason I'm successful. And, um, and then, you know, when it doesn't work out for one reason or another with a client, I'll, you know, either part ways, a friend shake on it and let's, exchange some money back and just walk away and, uh, or, you know, try to work through the conflict and figure out really what is it about, um, the, the client, like, why aren't they happy? So there's kind of some of that peeling back layers. And most of the time, honestly, it's just that they're, they're sitting in pain, you know, and fear, um, of, you know, being alone. And so, you know, I do have to use my, my master's in social work to try to get, get behind, like peel back the layers to figure out like where really is that pain? Cause it's not my fault. You know, a lot of times it's like I'm sending them out with exactly who they're looking for, but maybe I'm not getting good feedback, you know, from the women. So it's like, and then it's awkward because you have to give some feedback, maybe not all of it because you don't want it to be more painful. The hardest people for me to work with, tell me if this is the same with you are the people that have very grandiose ideas of who they want, but they're not bringing the same thing to the table. Like the guy that's looking for the woman who's 12 years younger, 12 to 15 years younger, that is fit and fun and fabulous. And he is kind of right, just an average normal guy. Fine. Right. But, um, the women aren't finding, they're thinking that the guy is too old and is kind of has an old vibe to them. You know, maybe they don't dress nice enough, even though I'll like send them off to the, you know, meet with the stylist. And they're just not bringing it to the table. And then, so that, but the guy and, uh, you know, I've worked with these men before where the men, it's like, they can't really take the coaching. They'll like blame it on either on me. I'll get that sometimes or the woman, but they'll never look at themselves in the mirror. Right. You know, um, and, uh, that can be a challenging person to coach. Yeah. Um, have you ever, have you found that?
1: Yes, I've had guys that um, I worked with one recently who didn't want any of the feedback. Like mm-hmm. he thought there was nothing wrong with him. And mm-hmm. sometimes when the men hire us, they think, well, just put the right person in front of me and I'll make it work mm-hmm. and I'll be at my best behavior and charm them. But it's not that way. Like if you're, you're not right. used to a good dater, you're not going to be a good dater when it matters. So it's uh-huh. like, I almost encourage them to. Practice dating all the time Mm -hmm. and practice conversation with everyone they meet. So, Uh when that perfect woman pops up in front of them, they Mm -hmm. will just act normal and not, you know, it's just so hard to convince them sometimes. And, you know, this gentleman is 60 and he wants kids, and I'm setting him up with 42 and younger, and he's not putting in the effort. And I'm like, well, you need to put in the effort, even if you don't like her. So so I know you're capable of that's right. And I will set you up with better people if I know you're a good person. You know,
0: if you're just a jerk, then I don't even want to work with you. Like I don't yes, I know my God, it's so true. I can I've had that scenario many times. It's yeah. like the guy I'll, I'll, I'll hear from the woman. Yeah. He just, I, I could tell he wasn't interested. And, you know, as soon as he saw me, his, right. he, he looked crestfallen. And then I had to sit through the date and I felt like I was making all the conversation. Right. And then I'll say to him, like, what happened? He's like, well, I just wasn't attracted to her. It's like, I don't care if you're attracted to right. her or not. You better, you're representing my company, yeah. you know, because yeah. it looks bad on me. Number one, if you're not kind to the women <laughs> I introduce you to, And then number two, exactly. Let me see what you can bring to the table. Right. Exactly. Because then, because believe me and May, I know you agree with me. It's like when we start to dislike a client, we don't want to work with them anymore. And then we feel bad for the women that we're introducing to them. And then we have to part ways, right? Right. Yeah. Oh my God. That's not the kind of company I run. Right. You know, it's like when my ethics, when I feel like my ethical um, standpoint is being compromised, I, I cannot live with myself. And that's the way it is. With, like I won't take on a client if I don't think I can do, do a good job for him right. or Same. her. Or she hires me for online dating, and and also like you cannot use me as that kind of a service. You know, that's right. what it started to feel like, and it, it felt ugh, inside. So I just was like, you're done. Boom, you're out. So um,
1: on the other side of that is when you work with a client, and he's such a good guy, like always. Considerate, emails mm-hmm. you back, speak yeah. to you respectfully, mm-hmm. politely, and he's mm-hmm. you know positive. yep Even though his membership ran out, I'm still setting him up because I'm like he's totally. such a good guy. I'm going oh, yeah. to find him somebody. I don't care if he's paying me, you know. Yep. Like
0: oh yeah, I'll so do that's, that.
1: There's that side right of great 100%. guys. So
0: yeah, you know what happens with those guys usually if if I go through you know my six month program with them, um, and we're not successful um, in terms of long-term relationship. I'll set them up a couple more times for free. And then I'll say to them, why don't you rehire me? And I'll get right. renewals, you know, because yeah. they want to keep meeting and they'll come back to me and they'll say, Lori, you know, like, I'm just not meeting the quality of women that you were introducing me to. So like, I want to hire you again. Right. Yeah. So that's been, um, you know, I've really, I I, I just love the majority of the people that hire me, yes. like 98% <laughs> and then the 2% yeah. I just well, get rid of.
1: But that's the beauty of us having our own companies is we Mm -hmm. get to pick and choose who we want to work with because I didn't come into business for myself to stress out like I don't stress so
0: it's bad for our health so we don't need stress. Hundred (laughs) percent, it is bad for our health. We are not going to be stressed out matchmakers, that's for sure. Well, good. Well, speaking of that. Let's uh, call it a day with this conversation. We can yes. go relax. Uh, <laughs> tell me, um, how can people find you? What are your socials? And what is, do you have a favorite charity?
1: I can be found at may at Uh My website is twoasianmatchmakers with an S.com. Mm-hmm. And I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on mm-hmm. Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I'm on mm-hmm. Uh, TikTok unfortunately I'm on all these social medias now mm-hmm. uh, my favorite charity gosh what is my favorite charity I don't really have a specific you have like a
0: cause that you good. would like-
1: I love pets I love animals yes. I donate to them I don't donate time because I don't mm-hmm. have a lot of time but I certainly mm-hmm. donate money and things like that I'm a huge dog lover I have two dogs and three cats and
0: So yeah. Oh, so so (laughs) sweet. So yeah,
1: thank you for having me today. I appreciate it.
0: Well, it was lovely, and I cannot wait to see you again in person very soon. Yes, yes. Thanks, Lori. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Love on the Go. I hope you join us on our next episode. You can make sure to know when it is by following us wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, if you enjoyed it, it'd be great if you left us a review. I'd appreciate it. In the meantime, to learn more about me and how my team can help you, visit carolinasmatchmaker.com. Until next time.